Hey, good morning, and welcome to HR Examiner's Executive Conversations. I'm your host, John Sumpter, and today we're going to be talking with Yvette Cameron, who is a, a super interesting person running a project called Velocity Career Labs. Yvette, how are you? I'm great, John. How are you doing today? Oh, you you know, the, we were in the middle of this uh, heat wave, and it's cooled down, and so I'm happy. Um um, um so so take a moment and introduce yourself. How'd you get here? Yeah. What do you Yeah, doing? sure. So yeah. So um I have been in the HCM technology space for over twenty five years, uh, mostly working in technology organizations, um, but at many of the, the um name brands that you know. I've served in product management and strategy and other roles. I've been an industry analyst. I've actually been a, a, a HR practitioner myself. And ultimately, um, over the last five, six years, I've been exploring new technologies, new innovations that are possible to solve some of the, the real critical problems across the, uh, the global labor market. And so with that, uh, a couple of years ago, I uh, partnered with a, a gentleman, uh, who uh, who has you know run one of the largest implementation groups for one of the major software vendors out of Europe, and we created Velocity Career Labs uh, to to essentially solve the global labor market problem of how we exchange credentials, how do we present ourselves as individuals to the job and education opportunities. Um, so you know, 30 years of, of work brought me to uh, brought me to where I am today. So, 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 give me a little bit, bit better picture of how you got here. You uh, can't imagine that that you know, at five years old in the sandbox, uh, you said to yourself, "I have a vision. I'm going to be running Velocity Career Labs and making something called the Internet of Careers." So, so, what's the what's the thing that got you here? You're right, John. I wasn't five. I was actually seven when that happened. <laughs> good, good answer. In reality, ever since I got into software, I have been super concerned about the individual experience. You know, when I was working at PeopleSoft Technology, um, uh, I was running uh, the product team for self-service, right, uh, the e-benefits, e-compensation, et cetera, programs. In fact, John, I was so passionate about that self-service uh, capability, I even changed the spelling of my name from Yvette, which is a Y-V-E-T-T-E, to E, little E, capital V, Yvette, right, to go along with all the E applications that were in the market. There are a lot of I applications, too, but I, I thought Yvette was better. Um, I mean, that's how passionate I am, right, always focusing on what does it mean for the individual to get information and be supported. And whether it's in you know, our HR systems or in the consumer world, I've always been incredibly passionate about people having the control and ability to manage the data as efficiently as possible and as in as safe as, uh, and protected a way as possible. Now, in, in fact, uh, several years ago when I was um, an industry analyst, I spent a tremendous amount of time really complaining and talking in the market and really challenging organizations. Why are we spending 10 times the amount on CRM systems, customer management systems, um, compared to employment management systems? We knew so much more about our customers than we did about the employees who were actually 
actually supporting those consumers, those customers. So again, that passion, that concern for how do we as individuals have better control and better systems for managing any kind of data has always been a top priority for me. And it has just naturally led me to this uh, focus that has evolved in my work in HCM technology to really look at how are we how are we presenting ourselves as individuals for job opportunities? How, how do we get rid of the redundancy that many times I need to apply for jobs and are the same information again and again and again? And, oh, my gosh, in today's technology environment, why isn't this an easier process? And why do I have to keep validating the same information over and over again? And why why am I subject to uh, the whims of different, you know, employers and systems uh, and their access on when I can get access to that information? Why do I have to wait for your business operating hours to get proof of the courses I've completed or the license I have or whatever? I'm so incredibly frustrated with the manual processes and the inefficiencies we have in today's age, John, it's, it's, it's inexcusable. We need to find better, faster ways. And that's what, that's what my passion has been about. And that's how I got to Velocity Career Labs. Was that, was that a better, more deeper <laughs> explanation of how I got here? That's, that's good. That's good. I, I, I like the fires getting lit here. This is good. So, so what is Velocity Career Labs? Yeah, uh, Velocity Career Labs is actually a technology organization um, who is building uh, this new Velocity Network, which is intended to be the Internet of Careers, the world's network for self-sovereign career identity. Velocity Career Labs is the technology firm that's, that's uh, driving that. But what's even more important than Velocity Career Labs is the nonprofit vendor neutral foundation that we have uh, created and now have uh, 18 organizations and counting as members of this foundation. So this Velocity Network Foundation, as I said, is the governing body for Velocity Network. It's the, um, the industry-based approach, the industry coming together to drive the standards, the governance, the, um, the, uh, the, the design of the Velocity Network. Again, uh, my organization currently is, is driving the actual technical development. Um, but this, this foundation is, is driving this, this whole Internet of Careers, which is, you know, again, it's about having a, a, the, the world's network for self-sovereign career identity. Okay, so so unpack that for me. The world's network yep. for self sovereign career identity. That's a that's that's a mouthful. Um, and I think that what it means is somehow you're creating a framework that allows me to be in control of the um, access and distribution of my credentials. Is that right? It, it, exactly. You know, so the, the network, again, it's an open source public utility layer that is intended to, con, uh, to, to restore trust to how those credentials are exchanged. Essentially, the network provides all the infrastructure necessary to enable credentials 
of any type, and, and I'm talking education and, and uh, uh, um, degrees, but also, you know, skills and validation and, and, and capabilities, that the network is intended to provide the support so that issuing authorities, all of those organizations that we interact with and confer those, those um, uh, degrees, skills, um, education, et cetera, um, to us, allow that information to be transferred to me, the individual. And from, from my digital wallet, where that information is now curated and stored safely and securely, uh, to allow me to share the credentials, that information that I choose, out to others who need to see it. So future employers, it could be, uh, you know, uh, financial institutions, et cetera. But at its heart, the, the Velocity Network is this exchange platform for, for managing the issuance and the sharing of credentials, but all controlled by the individual. I like to think of it, John, as um, we're, we're the essentially, we're the electrical grid, right? We are putting in the plumbing, the pipes, the protocols, the security, the checkpoints, the validations of, you know, who's interacting uh, with, with who and, and with what data. We're putting all of that infrastructure in place to support the trusted exchange of credentials. And then on top of this network, this electrical grid, will be all sorts of apps and services, even new business models that enable individuals and, and employers and organizations of any type to interact with that data and provide additional services and capabilities that you know maybe we haven't even thought of. But we are the Velocity Network Foundation is driving this this uh, electrical grid, this this core infrastructure to provide all of that support for the exchange and receiving of validated career credentials. That's, that's what we are at our heart. And listen, we call it the Internet of Careers because just like the Internet is ubiquitous and it enables the exchange of information of all types and it, it created new business models, et cetera, that's Velocity's role. Velocity is the Internet of Careers. It supports the exchange of all types of career data. Um, it's not trying to control the businesses and the services that come on top, but it's the enabler for everything. It doesn't disrupt current incumbents. It's the technology platform and the infrastructure and the governance and the compliance controls that ensure that just like the Internet is there as the underlying enabler of all things that we're doing today, the Internet of Careers, too, will be there enabling all things that we do relative to our careers. Does that make sense? So, yeah, yeah let me drag you down a deep rabbit hole. So, so I've been um, busy this last month talking to what, what I'm going to guess are about 30 vendors who – claim to have the capacity to describe skills and extract skills from databases which are fundamentally uh, all of the job postings ever and all of the resumes ever. And so they claim to be able to extract it. There are 30 of them, and they come up with different answers. Right, so so you've got you've got these this proliferation of vendors doing skills extraction, um, and their answers don't agree. So so if you've got an exchange and this is the core data that's flowing across, and people can't fundamentally agree on what skill, how to define a skill, what it means, how they're related to each other. 
How do you make the overall exchange work? Yeah, it's a great question, and it is a it is a two pronged challenge, right? So, on one level, on one level, you need to make sure that skills, competencies, certifications, right? What constitutes a a a, um, a certification? What constitutes a credential? Um, and skills are considered a credential. And we all know that there are many, many different um, um, ontologies and, 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 and definitions of skills and ways that, you know, they are um, identified, you know, three level, five level, and, and different amounts of data associated with each skill and how are they validated. It's a super complex area in particular to address. But even on a broader level, credentials, you know, can be everything from a degree from a university or the courses that comprise that degree. It can also be the skills that come with those courses with that degree. It could be your employment history, you know, for a job. Heck, a, a credential could be a, a badge, right? Something that says, hey, kudos, Yvette was employee of the month. And, and so there are all of these different levels of information with different amounts of quality, you know, are they valuable? Are they not? And honestly, value is in the eye of the beholder. Um, I might not think that an employee of the month uh, credential is important, but depending on the kind of job I'm applying for, it might be very important. Bottom line here is that level of the credentials, including skills, is absolutely complex. And there are so many um, industry consortiums and groups and, and organizations who are working to try to standardize along that level. And to be honest with you, John, I don't think we're going to get to a good, solid standard in any one of those areas um, anytime soon. I mean, we're converging. There are groups like the W3C who are working on this concept of verifiable credentials that are defining better standards. We've got IMS Global out there doing um, their standards around CLRs, comprehensive learner records, and so forth. So standards as a level and how you, how you come up with a common language across those different types of items in those, those credentials is really hard. We are focused on the next level, which is how do we exchange those pieces? So we, we you know, another metaphor would be uh, an, an envelope and a letter, right? We're making sure that whatever um, is in those credentials, that the letter essentially can be packaged in an envelope and shared across different systems. So we're going to make sure that those, those packages are received to the individual and the individual can unpack that package, get into the individual letters, uh, the details of the letters and share out whatever they want to, to other organizations. But to get back to your fundamental question, how do we make sure that the letters themselves are all in the same language can be read by one employer to another, to another institution. That's part of the, the, the industry-wide work that's happening along standards. So Velocity is engaged in many, many of those leading standards conversations. We're not trying to say um, this is the one standard that everybody will follow and all skills will look like this, and this is the way that all degrees will be defined and the way that all um, you know, kudos and badges will be defined. We're saying we're open to supporting however the industry chooses to converge on those. And it might converge on three or four main types of standards. Our job is to ensure we're open and supporting all of them, um, especially um, engaged in those that are leading and guiding and involved in those conversations. But at its core, 
making sure that whatever is, uh, comes out as a standard is able to be transferred securely to the individual's wallet. It won't uh, be able to be modified. If, it is, if modification is attempted, it's immediately available. If those credentials are revoked, you know, that we are able to present that that credential is no longer valid, et cetera. So we're focused on ensuring that the envelope um, the package, as it were, is securely exchanged, and we're keeping our eye on the contents of those envelopes so that we can take advantage of any you know, changes in direction and technology necessary to add more value. But, John, it's, a, it's, a, it's an industry, it's an area that's, that's changing wildly, and I'm not surprised you're getting different answers from 30 different companies because it's, it's the Wild West. It still is. So, so next question is, at the core of credentials issuance, there are some high-risk things starting to happen. I saw, I saw a report the other day that said if there is a second pandemic wave in August or September, it will cause the failure of 60% of the private colleges in the United States. Yeah. Um, and so, and so, so, you know, uh, we're looking we're looking at sending kids to college in the, in the fall, and, and the idea that what we're going to do is send them to live in a dorm where they watch TV and yell at the TV, um, and, and don't go to actual classes. I don't think we're probably going to do that. And and as we make that decision, and as other people make that decision, these small colleges that have you know month to month economies basically um, will go under. Um, and so what that means is you're going to have 60% of the private education system for higher education not able to validate and verify credentials. And so, and so as we go through this disruption in learning, and, and there'll be a concurrent, I think, emergence of new kinds of credentials and new credential offerers, um, how, do you, how do you navigate that? How, how yeah, you know, if you're, if you're gonna if you're gonna make interoperability, and we go from a concentrated supply of credential makers to everybody who can issue a credential from their desktop as the as the way that it's going, it's it's a very interesting question about how you go from a centralized model to a distributed model here. Yeah, it, I mean that's again that's essentially why we created this this uh, Velocity Network Foundation to drive this design and, and this solution. The the bottom line is the way that we are managing information on individuals today is outdated. Um, you brought up the point that you know many colleges and whatnot will be closing, and so how will I be able to validate credentials? that I might have received, you know, in previous years from that college if they're closed. That's, that's one challenge. And obviously, if you have your credentials with you um, in, a, in a trusted, validated way, <clears throat> um, then, then you don't have to worry about closures or people taking, you know, weeks to get answers to you because they're backlogged and they're understaffed, right? That's one of the values of carrying your credentials with you, just like carrying a portfolio you know, and your your um, your all your your passport and everything in in your in your backpack. You know, you're now carrying it on your digital wallet, and it's secure and trusted and all of that. But then, on the broader picture, the way we're delivering um, 
education and training, the way we're developing our skills. You know, it's not just about going to work as an employee. Maybe I'm taking gig work as a freelancer, right? There's so many different ways that we are accumulating knowledge and experience. And the challenge I see in the industry today is how do we as individuals curate that experience that, that education, that training, those skills, that, that employment, those project works and so on, how do we curate a comprehensive profile for ourselves that we can own, that we can manage, um, again, in a secure way? So if I, with every course that I take online, right, so the concept of um, um, online learning has been around for many years, and with each course that I complete, it's great if I can go on the web and see and, you know, show that I've done it or get a badge on the web and put it on my social profile somewhere, but even better if I can get that information stored onto my my mobile device, right, so that in the future – um, others can see, hey, great, this is something that Yvette did. Um, it's, it's trusted. If I want to validate it, it's been anchored to the blockchain. We haven't even mentioned blockchain, another topic. But it, it, it enables that instant validation of, yes, this is, this is what happened and it hasn't been modified. And the same thing goes for anything that we do in our employment work, in our freelance work, uh, those small community colleges. Maybe I'm set out for a four-year degree and I only complete two years. There's still so much value and in, in, and information that I should be able to take with me and share as part of who I am as a student, as a professional, trying to present myself for new opportunities. Now you ask, how are those institutions going to transform from their centralized databases into a way that lets them publish that information easily out into my mobile device? It's not like they can just say, great, you know, here's, we're going to write it to the HCM or the student information system, and we'll go ahead and send an API to your mobile device. Not that easy. Um, I mean, in, in general, it is about um, API and connectivity, but there are, um, there are, you know, tech vendors who are transforming their systems to enable this interoperability with uh, Velocity um, uh, Network Foundation. That's the whole purpose behind this, this industry-based approach as opposed to a single individual vendor. There are developers and, and, um, and um, you know, IT firms who's, who will build services around services and tools around supporting the, the colleges and the employers who maybe aren't working with these technology vendors who are part of the, the foundation, but who can help give them the tools to convert and, and, and provide the API connections and the agents that will let them interact with Velocity. So the point here is it's not just about um, – it's not just about how do I as an individual curate my information. We have to make sure that the labor market, the various providers of education and service are also enabled to uh, communicate to me and my mobile device in this new way. And that's part of the ecosystem that we're developing as part of the, uh, the Velocity Network Foundation, the technology the exchange platform, but also the developers and the services who will help those other organizations um, who, who need to transform their systems uh, in a way that, 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 you know, helps them support self-sovereign identity. So, so uh, I'm seeing a flood of very small operations offering very unique individual credentials. So there seems to be an explosion of single-class providers, single 
topic providers. Uh, um, as, as the pandemic takes root, it, it seems to be growing faster and faster because it's an interesting way to help with the coming shift in the labor force. Um, I think what you're suggesting is that the way that those individual providers will have to operate is they're going to have to align with some larger organization that's part of this, this thing, right? You don't, you're not really thinking about making an eBay for credentials. You're thinking about something that's more gated than that, yeah? You know, ultimately, we have one Internet, right, in the world that drives the delivery of many different apps and services. And ultimately, we envision that we will have one Internet of careers. But in the meantime, we are seeing a series of um, different blockchain solutions um, arising to solve niche areas, right? We're, in this blockchain, we're going to address um, healthcare for the United States in this region or education in this particular segment and so forth. Um, and so there are many, many different place, uh, different solutions. And, and to be even more specific, we're seeing the delivery of these um, health passes for the COVID-19 pandemic, right? The right to enter the workplace, the right to get back to work. Am I red, yellow, green? Have I passed a, a, a COVID test or, or am I, am I, you know, am I, you know, uh, not passive. I am I ill right now, and so I can't work. Um, so we we have to look at those individual apps. We have to look at these various blockchains and ask ourselves ultimately, what from an individual's perspective, what's going to work? Right? It's maybe it's fine to have an individual app for the COVID nineteen as a right to work. But if you think about it, there are a few other elements of your health profile that might be part of your right to work. You know, as a healthcare worker, have I passed my TB test and so forth? And how many different apps do I want to go to in order to demonstrate that, yes, I can enter the building, yes, I can work this piece of machinery, yes, I can see this patient and so forth, not to mention all just the standard background check that usually is required to get you into a job. So I, I'm hoping and, and helping to drive, I believe, an approach so that the industry can converge on a common approach that's governed by the industry. As, as things need to change, the industry is you know, democratically um, elected to the board and making decisions around the future directions. But how do we develop the, the experience that will help um, individuals get to work in education uh, quicker. There will always be a handful of apps, you know, again, that, that, that are there. I mean, on our mobile phone, you know, we probably have 50 to 100 different apps that we're using on a regular basis. But at its core, we need that digital wallet that has our identity, our career background that we're able to curate from all different sources. And that background includes that COVID-19 test now, right, that health pass component, um, am I able to work? All of that needs to be accessible from my mobile device um, in as common a user interface as possible. But, you know, it doesn't have to necessarily be just one. But that's the goal here. How do we bring all this information together, store it on the individual's device so that it's trusted? Honestly, John, you know, as I think about the future, um, I think about my son who's 16 and he's 
uh, in some STEM programs and taking an internship next year. And he's already worried about how is he going to be able to complete a resume that really articulates all that he's done, but is also trusted, right? How is he going to be able to show that he did this internship and not have to worry about, you know, is that firm still open because they're a startup lab? You know, will they be closed a year from now and he won't be able to verify his background? It's all about how do I gather information so that my information is there, secure, trusted, and available to me and whoever I want to share it with anytime. I, I hope I answered your question. I think I might have gone a little past, but that's the big vision here, right, is self-sovereign identity over my career records. There's a lot of different um, smaller vendors out there um, who will be interacting um, and supporting uh, this, this, this industry movement that we've created under the Velocity Foundation. So, so last question, and this will run us a little past. You, you've mentioned skills validation from time to time. And I, I just had the most interesting conversation with a CEO yesterday, and he said, you know, when I, when I interview people, they tell me they can do things, uh, and then when I go to see them work, they can't, right? And so, <laughs> And so he wanted to know, how do I tell the difference between somebody who is a good talker and somebody who can actually do what they're talking about, right? And this is the yeah. essence of skills validation is not can you pass a test about the skill, but can you actually perform the skill? And so, yeah. so if you're going to if you're going to harness if you're going to harness skills validation, how do you do it? Yeah, and uh, I mean that is a, a terrific question. And um, uh, quite honestly, validating the skills is um, in many ways, more important than even recording that skill. Recording that skill that I'm, you know, an expert in this or that is is the first start of the conversation. And to your point, being able to demonstrate that is where the rubber hits the road. And there are organizations, there are um, uh, credential management systems and skills validation systems and, and companies out there who who do that today. That is not our um, focus for the network. We want to make sure that that information, uh, the recording of the skill is available. Um, if there is a validation of that skill, an observable validation, et cetera, that that's able to be recorded. Um, and so we're partnering. Uh, we, we've got those types of organizations who do the actual validation coming into our foundation and adding the additional data to those skills levels to bring that, that truthfulness forward. But in some cases, it's really going to depend on application in the job. It's one thing to say I can run a cash register at Walmart, but if I go to um, Target, um, yes, they've got cash registers, but maybe different systems and things. And I can't just be, you know, put on that Target cash register and, and start working right away. There may be some additional training that's required. And, you know, those are the kinds of things that can't be automated. They can't be um, managed uh, through this type of technology. And that's okay, right? But we're removing friction from all of the other earlier steps in the process to get that employee behind the Target cash register that much faster to get work and to provide value to the company. That's what we're about, right? Removing friction, getting people to those opportunities faster. There's always going to be, um, well, not always, but in many, many cases, you're always going to need another level of observation, another level of validation, because every business is different. 
So this has been a great conversation. Would you take a moment, reintroduce yourself, tell people how to get a hold of you and um, how to find out more about the project? You bet. You bet. So I am Yvette Cameron. I'm the executive vice president of Velocity Career Labs, uh, driving the ecosystem development for the Velocity Network Foundation. You can reach me at Yvette dot Cameron, that's Y V E T T E dot Cameron at VelocityCareerLabs.com. And you should check out our website, www.velocitynetwork.foundation. That is the website of the Velocity Network Foundation. You'll find all of our founding members and new members, um, information about our uh, vision, and more importantly, how to join the foundation. If you're a technology vendor or an ind- in- independent vendor, uh, independent developer, please reach out and see how you can join uh, the foundation and, and drive this vision forward. Great. Thanks so much for taking the time to do this, Yvette. We've been speaking with Yvette Cameron, who is the Executive Vice President of Velocity Career Labs. Um, Thanks for tuning in today. Thanks again, Yvette, and we will see you back here next week. Bye-bye now.